0: Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode. Y'all, this is a special episode because it's a continuation of the Faith Over Facts Career Spotlight series. And I'm interviewing Miss Charlotte, or should I say Dr. Charlotte? And we had so much fun talking about her season of transition or Rather, her embracing her season of transition within her career journey. So many gems were dropped during this episode, and I pray that you all take heed to them. Take the gems, take the tips, take the strategies,
1: and go forth and conquer in your career. Enjoy. I'm gonna give y'all everything that I have, but everything I have ain't gonna always be 100%. And that's okay. There are some days. Well, I'm a smooth 70%. I'm a human being, but you going to get all 70. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I'm not telling y'all not to be good stewards over your job. I'm saying that we have to have appropriate expectations and, and we need to be good stewards because some of y'all are talking about asking God telling you want to leave your job and you want this business and that business, but you don't show up for work on time. Oh, I, I, that's the whole conversation, Sharla. Mm-hmm. You don't show up work on time. You're you're rebelling in the wilderness. That's what got the children of Israel. That's, that's why they trip went the 40 years real quick. And to tell you the truth, when you
0: start to show up at work on time, listen, that's when you really going to show up for yourself in the entrepreneurship mm-hmm. game that you're trying to go into. Well, <laughs> like- Entrepreneur, entrepreneurship ain't no game. It's no game, girl. I'm over you here. You have there. to, you have that. to show up. Yes, even when you feel like you don't want to show up. But yep. guess what? That same mentality, even though you don't feel like showing up to your job, you're gonna show up. You, need to show up. Start yep. practicing then. Start yep. practicing yep. now. This is
1: so a so you can have that same mentality. Your job is a paid internship. mm-hmm learn what you can learn what you can on their dime that certified breastfeeding specialist certification my job pay for that so when you start looking at this strategically um and i i was share i had shared this with um with tatum about how god was really telling me that a lot of us we rebel in the freedom right we don't like the there's a, a really heavy negative connotation about the wilderness but the wilderness is what prepares you for the promised land It does
0: but mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like,
1: and, and it's not punishment. When you look, and I, I'm talking about this on my podcast in a couple of weeks. But, but when you look at what happened to Jesus, he got baptized. The heavens opened up. The Spirit of the Lord came down like a dove. This is my Son, with whom I'm well pleased. Then the next verse, and the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness. That's not punishment. Mm-hmm. The wilderness is preparation. Because you, the goal is not for you just to, to start, the goal is for you to sustain. And so there's some skills, there's some lessons. Um, God needs your undivided attention. A lot of us are trailblazers. When I started talking to leaders in the community about me starting a virtual mentoring program, I was told this this had never been done, ever. They never heard any such thing, ever. Me not knowing that in you know less than six months, everybody's gonna have to try to figure this out. And got it already, I would say that we were online BC before COVID um, because, because this wasn't, this isn't a, a trend. This is a divine God idea. I'm not that wise to know that there was a panini coming, but God did. And so you have to be sensitive. You have to do the hard things. You have to have the difficult conversations. I was mad about me not making, um, not, making a lot of money and God had to check me because he said your job is a resource. I am the source. Fix your attitude. Who did y'all catch that one? And
0: yeah, I know y'all get tired of me talking about that. The Lord is your source. God mm-hmm. is your
1: source. It's a resource. Whatever
0: you're doing, entrepreneurship, <laughs> your nine to five, whatever it is, it's just a
1: resource. Yep. Okay. Yep. Just continue to show up as a representation of God. Mm-hmm. Because you know how your mom used to be like, don't you embarrass me here. You will ruin your witness. People are watching that, even the ones who say that they aren't watching, they're watching. Mm-hmm. They're watching. There are people who still text me now. It's been about six months since I left my job. And they're like, Dr. Shaw, we miss you. Like, we just, like, they miss the, the presence. And it's not to hype me up, but it makes, it kind of makes me sad. <laughs> like, I'm like, God, I don't want to, I, I, love that i could be that light for people yeah. um and i mean girl we would have like full on at one point we we're having bible study on lunch break with some of my girls some of my girls that i worked with um and so you know god just allowed me to do a lot that i was not as appreciative of in the wilderness because you know when you're hungry and your mouth is dry in the wilderness and you're tired you don't really get the opportunity the perspective isn't the same right um and so he was just really making me less and less afraid to speak about his word, speak about what I knew and preparing me for the next season. So instead of us being upset about the wilderness, we should be excited because God, that means God, God is giving you the yes. When the when the test and trial comes after you pray for something, that means the yes is coming because he's going to start refining you to give you the desires of your heart. But he's not going to let the desire destroy you. So mm-hmm. you have to be prepared. Hmm.
0: that's good Charlotte that's good I know if somebody out there listening and they're like well I gave God my guess and it don't feel good well listen you're in preparation you're in preparation to receive the harvest that yes. or the promise yes. that God has over your life and so in this preparation season take full advantage of it yes. Take full advantage of it. And I know I could definitely relate to that, Charlotte, because when I love my 9 to 5 to truly walk into my purpose in this industry that I am now in, the career professional development industry, I was tears all the way, tears all every day, literally every day. And I was just like, okay, God, I thought giving you my yes would be pretty, and you know, it'll be better i like to it by, uh, by myself no nah, he said oh you just get started that's you what you get started. for thinking <laughs> you just get started
1: whatever that's what you get for thinking but then we have to look we've, we've been given a blueprint mm-hmm. who who said yes and it was beautiful noah they talked he crazy about him told that man he was psychotic they was boo tomato 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 <laughs> and then it started raining <laughs> And that's why like when we read the re, when we read these stories in the Bible, these accounts, we have to remember this is not fantasy. These were real people. Mm-hmm. These are people who really struggled. You don't think that it wasn't hard for Noah and not just Noah, but his family. Everybody think that you the crazy guy because you're out here building a boat and then a look of rain. And Ooh. you mad? And you and you ready to throw it all away because somebody uh, somebody thumbs down your your YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> let's let's bring it back to modern day terms look. <laughs> like no moses literally was like i'm gonna i'm not gonna do this i st- st- stutter <laughs> what you guys like who made mouths though who made the mouth was it not me and so when you really look and you understand oh man god i don't want to go back and address because there's some things that you're going to have to address before you can move forward. God had to really deal with me. I have a really, I'm vi- I'm very giving, but I will give so much of myself that I'm out of position. Mm. So I had to realize, hey girl, you're not Jesus. You don't have to sacrifice yourself for nobody. How about that? I have to be a good steward. I need to show up, but God had to teach me boundaries. Boundaries with myself because Sharla, the type A perfectionist that doesn't get anything less than an A on every paper and her, she'd be wilding
0: girl oh that perfectionist spirit must go it has to go Mm -hmm. it has to go one is better especially when you uh in divine purpose yes that that perfectionist spirit is stifling yes it's so bad it's It's just condemnation it it really is it's condemnation and pride repackaged Mm. oh that's good i love that (laughs) because that's it I, I went through it. I'm You know, you went through it too. Mm-hmm. And like, That's I know awesome. somebody out there listening is going through it too. Yeah. But I'm like, once you put that perfectionist spirit down, it's it like being to- an
1: addict. It's yeah. like, it, it is like a drug addiction. We get value. You are placing your identity in the cheers of people. For me, I was placing my identity in my GPA. So when I went back to school for my doctorate, let me tell you what God told me. He gave me very strict instructions. If you look on my social media, all I talk about, every time Facebook comes up, I'm like, I've been to school literally my whole life, 13 years ago. This class started, like, that was my thing, was like, it's so great for me to be able to do well in school. This is what I'm good at, school learning. I'm a student by nature. And so I would, like, share my grades, share this, not in a way like, oh, everybody loves me, not consciously. But god had to show me like no you're this is giving you a source of validation that don't even matter i did all of this work working full-time the whole time i was getting my master's program we moved across the country by faith during my master's program and i was working so hard stressing myself out to only find out that there are no latin honors when you graduate with a master's degree my earthly father had tried to tell me because I w- I graduated magna cum laude under- undergrad. Here's perfection of Charlotte, perfection of Charlotte. Like this time, I'm gonna get summa cum laude. But there, I'm, right. I'm gonna outdo my. So I'm I'm only outdoing myself. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I need to show myself I can do this. I'm gonna get summa cum laude. And my dad, I was like, girl, don't want really care whether I use summa cum laude or none of that. Like <laughs> nobody cares about that. Y'all think I'm funny. My dad is where I, that this part of my personality that man it literally my dad was military it was like growing up with major pain in real life no no oh my Maybe. gosh in real life that play uh played a lot of don't play me he he says that you got a better chance of winning. it played a lot of don't play me you got a better chance girl your chances are
0: better over there that is so funny Mm Charlotte. oh my goodness you just talked about a whole lot Mm -hmm. i love how you were talking about this one thing i always talk about is don't worry about the applause of man Mm -hmm. right worry worry about the applause of god because that's the real that's the only applause that matters yeah I remember when I left and transitioned into my next career. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't shit. only my job. My job obviously they knew, <laughs> but I didn't tell family. My my husband is the only one that knew because I was like, no, this, I, I'm doing this because I am pleasing God. No, but I, can't, I can't, I can't even hear what other people may say negative mm-hmm. wise, you know, because like you were saying, you was like,
1: I got this nice job over here and it's not far mm-hmm. from the house and there I'm making this much know. money. Yeah. There are people but, who do not know that but I do mean, mm-hmm. not like everybody's business. As long as I'm not asking you to pay my bills, who cares? Who cares? Right. And I had to come with, I had to come to
0: grips with that. I was like, well, they shouldn't really matter. So it shouldn't be a big thing anyway right but it was huge to me because i was like literally leaving a chunk of change like you oh. on the table and i was like lord you want me to do what lord, <laughs> lord, right. lord, right. <laughs> i'm out here literally saying like yes master
1: what you want me to do yes and that's there's a level of submission and vulnerability Mm -hmm. right that is required and there's also a level of uh being a good steward god did not i he literally did not release me to publicly there now people who were close to me knew that i was in school because you know prayer warriors and people of the such but there were a lot of people who had no idea Family, even they had no idea until right before graduation. I was like, God, well, if I want, if I want to invite them to graduation, I gotta tell them. And people were like, What? <laughs> like getting your doctorate in the middle of a pandemic while starting a nonprofit? Ooh. Yeah, I did. I did all of the things. <laughs> all, all the things. All the things. And Ooh. so that just showed me again. And this time, I had there was a level of freedom in school. I was like, Girl, Ooh. all we have to do is get this degree. Well, all we have to do is get this degree. I'm not striving for the um, the Latin honors and all of that. I just wanted to get the degree, and it gave me such a different piece. My husband's like, "You going to school this time is completely different than it was undergrad." Because he's been with me through all the degrees, child. So <laughs> he's like, "Man, I don't like when you go to school because you get crazy." But nurses are we're nuts, okay? They tell us undergrad anything less than a 76, you're failing the class. You failed. And you could you could pass the lecture, but if you fail lab, you failed the whole thing. Ooh. So it's we're brought up to be perfectionists almost because nothing less is acceptable. And rightfully so, we've taken care of people in their lives and all the things, but yeah. so that did not that <laughs> that then you know my parents are both military. My dad's a little bit more lenient, but my mom is a marina. A marine. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. So that plus nursing school bred perfectionism, because the standards were always high. And so it serves me in some areas, but I have to be able to tame that. God does not is not looking for us to be perfect. He wants my authenticity, so I can be perfect in Him. So when I wanted to punch somebody in the eye, because I f- it, look, I'm we're human. I, yeah, I begin mad. Okay you done brought this baby in here. Baby sick, smelling like cigarette smoke. You Ooh. smell like marijuana, and the baby, the baby sick, and this is and that, and this baby is crying, and this rash is horrible. And you try to tell me that you was too busy to bring the baby in, girl.
0: We're gonna breathe on that when We're gonna take a deep breath. Right.
1: Like so there's there's a lot that I was exposed to where I'm just like, God, this is why you flooded the earth. I see. I see. I see why. God, they, these people, these people be wild. Like we be wild. Humans are wild. We are wild. We are wild. We are straight crazy. Like we do stuff. <laughs> it's just like, yo, we are bugging. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> what? Oh man, that's crazy. (laughs) crazy. And so, when you know, even when you're facing challenges and you're facing difficult situations, and you're particularly when you're facing overwhelm, you have to remember that your only burden is obedience. I don't, I now that I'm out here in these streets, in these entrepreneur streets, I literally wake up some days and I'm like, I feel like I have no idea what I am doing. I thought I was so prepared. I have no clue. I don't really, never would have made it. That's what Marvin Sapp has said. That's what he said. (laughs) Never would
0: have
1: made it. my, My security is in knowing that the burden of the result is not mine. The burden of results is on God. I just have to be obedient. And as long as I'm obedient, he'll do the rest. When you look at the parable of the talents, people often overlook that the scripture says that he gave according to their abilities. So if he gave it to you, you have the tools and the ability to be able to navigate it. If you feel like you don't, that means that there's abilities that you have that you don't know that you have, because he know, he made you, so he knows what you're capable of. And once I realized that, so you know, God told me to start teaching Bible study. Okay, great. That's clearly an ability that he knows that I have. I don't feel that confident in it. So, what do I do? Okay, now I'm in school to get a, a certificate in biblical studies because I know I, what I do know how to do is school and I know how to learn. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, don't be afraid, even in your job, like while you're working your job, to start getting certificates, getting education, start writing the business plan. You are on paid internship, start yeah, looking yeah. at your job and figuring out what you don't like about it and figuring out how to solve the problem. Once you start solving problems, you are on the right track.
0: That's it, that's it. You, all, you must always be the solution mm-hmm. to the problem. Even a problem that hasn't been addressed yet, meaning like you haven't discussed it in meetings with anybody. If you feel like it's a problem, be the solution to it. Yeah. Be the solution to it, because ultimately it'll help you become more saner mm-hmm. in the workplace. Yeah. Bring a little bit of happiness and some joy, maybe,
1: to your workplace. Problem solving is how you discover the how of your purpose. That's
0: it.
1: That is yeah, it. We, we are here to solve
0: problems. <laughs> we are here to to serve yep. and solve a problem. I love it. I love it. So, I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, Charlotte. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm so good. excited. For other things that we (laughs) do. So excited. But I have to ask you this question because I love it so much. Why do you think going to God about career-related issues is foreign to some people or the last resort for some people?
1: Because there's a lot of reasons. This is a layered question and it's a great question. The number one being that we think that we're submitted fully, but we're not fully submitted. We try to, we try to separate, you know, they talk about like the separation of church and state. We mm-hmm. try to, we try to segment our life with God like that, not realizing that he cares about every piece of you. He cares about your faith walk. He cares about your kids. He cares about how you feel. He cares about your job. He cares about how much money you got in the bank, he cares about every aspect of us. And sometimes we don't do a good enough job articulating that, especially to new believers, that he loves you and cares about every part of your life. And so we get to a place where we are so desperate in the end that we um, finally come to God. So we make him our last resort Instead of the only option. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so we spend a lot of time toiling until we finally get so tired that we're beyond ourselves. And then, okay, I guess I'll go to God. But a, a lot of it is that we're not fully submitted and we don't know that He, nobody said, hey, girl, He cares about, He knows the number of hairs on your head. Why would He not care about the place where you're gonna spend a lot, 40 hours a week times a lot of years? That is where you're gonna. That is where you're gonna spend a lot of your 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 time. And what people have to also understand right now, being an entrepreneur is what's popping. Okay. Every- so they say no, allegedly because allegedly because your girl. Oh my god! I'm about to apply for jobs. I'm sh- like I'm stressed.
0: ah uh, okay, okay. Can I put a, a, a pin in that? Pin in that no. right quick. Just because you are an entrepreneur, or want to be an entrepreneur, let me tell you, there is nothing wrong with having a nine to five. There is, I have to say this again, there is nothing wrong with having a nine to
1: five. If everybody want to be yeah. entrepreneurs, who's gonna work at your business? I'm just trying to figure it out.
0: Thank we you. And what, and what God really had to show me is that, listen, Crystal, just because you're an entrepreneur and you do things. You partner with other organizations. That does not mean having a nice to five. You know, it's it's not a bad thing. Not bad. It's I not a know. bad thing. It's nothing wrong with what having a guaranteed check every other week. It's, it's nothing great. With wrong Benny. with that. With, with benny's girl, with nothing with, be- with this it's <laughs> nothing wrong. Look, listen. Because guess what? Like Charlotte was just about was just about to say. What I am going to say is that when you are looking for employees. They may be like I ain't trying to work no nights but you need a person. You need that person. And I like to call them people destiny helpers. You need that person to help propel you to the next level. Everybody is not going to be an entrepreneur. Yo. Everybody is not. Jeez. And so and so it's okay. It's yeah. okay to work a massive fan but I really want you to work somewhere that you are really finding purpose. Like what, what is, what, yes. what are you doing in the yeah. marketplace?
1: And maybe okay. uh, you may do a shift to where now you're making less money. Let yeah. me tell you, the nonprofit space compared to what I was making in healthcare. It's a different amount of money. Yeah. It really just is. Yeah. And I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah. And I love how you said that you're okay with that because what we have to understand is that, you know, the, you're not going to always be making the same amount of money but are you going to be, how can I put this? Are you going to be satisfied with knowing that God is the true provider? Whether
1: mm-hmm. in your job? Compensation and your paycheck are not the same. It's not I think compensation includes benefits. Mm-hmm. Benefits go beyond healthcare and dental. Benefits are, oh, I get to work from home. Oh, I don't have to travel far. Oh, I don't have to worry about if I have to pick between going to my kids' PTA meeting or like I don't have to sacrifice the other areas. Listen, listen here, Proverbs 31 women. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. You can have it all.
0: You can.
1: You can have everything that God said you can have. We just have to make some decisions. There's some prioritization that has to take place, but you can have it all. I knew that healthcare was not, it was going against the family that we're getting ready to start. I want to be an involved parent, right? My parents did a phenomenal job raising us. They did the best they could with what they had, but there were some things that I knew that I did not want. Both of my parents were military and I, my life, was lived in segments. My husband has friends that he grew up with like all throughout his childhood. I don't have that because we moved every couple of years. Mm -hmm. And it it was the decision, you know, they provided, they did everything that they could, but I did not want that for my kids. My dad was deployed for a lot. I mean, I lived at home, my left one was 17. Yeah, I was 17 because I graduated I was 17. I lived with my dad maybe three years, not consecutively, because he would come home and then he would be gone for 24 months. Um, I mean, his job was so important in the military that they tried to stop his retirement because they wanted him to stay in Iraq. Mm-hmm. So I was like, send him home. <laughs> Y'all had him for 22 years. Give us that man and all his little arthritic knees. Bring him. Give him back. <laughs> um, but there were, there are were things that I knew that I didn't want for my kids and things I did want for my kids. I want them to come home and know that their mommy and daddy are both going to be here. So um, we had to make, we had to pivot. My husband was tired of me working night shift. And I love my, night shift is the right shift, girl, it's just, it's just, I love it. I just love night shift, there's so many reasons that I have. There's not, there's not as much hustle and bustle. And I get to just provide straight care. There's not as big of a team. So you have to like, know your stuff. It's exciting. <laughs> it's like, I get like, it's, it's us in here. Right. Um, but then when my husband's like, I'm tired of us living like flip flop lives. Mm. And we made the best of it. And for a season it served us, but long-term that was not what he wanted. He want me to be home. He did not care. He doesn't want me to have to pick holidays and weekends and, you know, hope trying to and trade with people. And that was the it. So for a while, it didn't bother us. For a while, it was fine. But as we continue in our lives and our value shift, we have to pivot. And so you can have everything. I'm going to be out here picking my kids up from school. And loving on them. Okay. Like we're gonna have, we're gonna, I'm gonna drop them food off at school on random days so they can stun on my friends when they mama bring them Burger King.
0: Oh, oh, look, Burger King, Chick-fil-A,
1: all the above. Like, hello. That's <laughs> just the life that I want to live. It doesn't mean that what my parents did was bad. But when you have to really evaluate your values, and then once you evaluate your values, you have to prioritize them and then know that God is gonna provide on the in-between. He said you can have the desires of your heart, especially because they align with his will. Me raising a family, he said, go be fruitful and multiply. Come on. Okay. So if if I want to to do this and God, okay, this is how I really desire for this to look. He's going to give me the tools and the resources to do that. You can have it all. You You can. You can. You just have to prioritize. So that may mean that you can't, be out here. You may not be able to be out here uh, every Sunday with your friends at brunch. Girl, let's talk about, listen, this
0: whole conversation, Charlotte, let me tell you, we need to have a talk with married professional women. Oh, yes, God. I think that that talk has to be had because you can talk about it from your perspective. I can talk about it from my perspective because we we didn't start off being married and we were already professionals. We no, yeah. we, we were doing our own thing. We yes, got married. Okay. Okay. This man was fine, okay. Right, 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 right. It's a shift that has to take place. Yeah, and I can't even tell you how many women I have talked to in regards to well, I'm thinking about getting married, or I'm thinking about, you know. Um, taking our relationship to the next level. Yes. But what would that look like? I feel like my life's yes. gonna yes. Yes. going to change. Oh, I'm like, it is going to change. Let's not be.
1: It's going to change. It's going to change for the better. Marriage, the Christian culture, again, we make a marriage the prize. Marriage is another full-time job. Listen oh, my God! Get your resume ready because it's another full-time mm-hmm job we've been called to be stewards and they need us okay the only thing god said wasn't good was adam was by himself and some of the decisions that these men of god be out here making i'm like that's why you couldn't be left by yourself because <laughs> you, you 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 really thought that you should put that there okay this is what you could not be left alone this is why god said let me send somebody to help y'all because you all wild um and so there are you know there there is priorities. And my husband wasn't nasty about it. He's not intimidated by, you know, it's just, he was just like, hey, like, I'm tired of you working nights. I miss you. I want you to be at home. And because I love him, I was like, okay, let's figure this out. Well, I was already, you know, getting my master's and working on that. So we were able to, okay, well now I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go back to school and get this master's. What I did was instead of me being a neonatal nurse practitioner, which would require me to be attached to the hospital, I shifted from preemies to pediatrics as a whole because I knew I could get a day job. Mm. I still went back to school.
0: I love You pivoted, but you pivoted after, you know, talking to your husband and after, you know, making it like, listen, we're going to figure this out. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to make these decisions and, you know, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Right. 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 It wasn't no rah rah rah. It was like we gonna figure this out because I love you. Um, Oh, this 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 whole session, but this is gonna be good. The professional women, yes, y'all out there listening, y'all gonna need to hear some more. (laughs) Thinking about marriage, or married, trying to figure out how to balance a career and a a husband and some kids. Look,
1: we ain't got to the kids part yet, but baby, these two dogs and this man. Let me, let me get off this job. <laughs> and even in entrepreneurship, that is followed. There are certain things, values that I have that I have to set boundaries with myself. Um, Letitia Carr, Letitia again, a part of the Tatum is a mm-hmm. I feel like Tatum is like a mob boss that has all of these dope women of faith.
0: <laughs> She's like the mob boss, she always thought women of faith. She is.
1: Letitia Carr. Um, did a session in the society about establishing company culture in your entrepreneurship Mm walk. I literally had to take a look at myself and say, girl, if the job that you just left was working you like this, you you would riot. You would riot. Mm -hmm. Because again, we go back to not working, but toiling. You're trying to do things in your own strength. So I have boundaries for myself, even in working as an entrepreneur. I get up at a certain time, God told me I need to start prioritizing my health. Mm -hmm. Healthcare is unhealthy because they'll tell us, we'll tell you that you need to go to the doctor, but then we can't get a day off to go see our own. I don't understand. this' so ghetto we I I need to go see my doctor well you can't do like this no I need to go see my doctor right <laughs> myself um and so that really has been dealing with me with my health so there are some things that I call that are non-negotiable me waking up and now and this just started this week I mean I have to do cardio in the morning so I get up and I do cardio in the morning and then I work but I'm done working after five o'clock because Sharla, student Sharla, pull all nighter Sharla, do all the things Sharla. She will stay up. The longest I've ever stayed up was like 36 hours. I will stay up. I work, so I work a 12 hour night, then I got a test. Right, this was when I was an undergrad because I worked full time the whole time I was in nursing school. Mm. So I worked a twelve-hour night shift working as a student nurse tech. I had exams and assignments. So I come home. I want to get the house, you know, get the house together because I'm Type A all the way around. I can't function in dysfunction. I can't rest, and my house is dirty. So I come home, clean the house. You don't regular clean when your mama's a marine. The house, my house was like, what we got together. I was like, you why you ain't move the couch when you sweep the floor? He said, move the couch. (laughs) I was like, oh, I see what this is about to be like. I see what this <laughs> is about to be like. So and but I next thing I know it's been 36 hours. And I was like, no, ma'am. He comes home, he's like, you still haven't been to sleep? I get I get in quote unquote trouble for not na- you still haven't been to sleep. What is wrong with you? And I'm, like, I'm just trying to get this done, being pretty like this. You will die. Do you hear me? You yeah. will, you are taking years off of your life. The reason that we get a night shift differential, you get more money on night shift, is because it's detrimental to your health to be up like that. Mm -hmm. It's hazardous pain, that's hazardous pain. Yes, and (laughs) when I was in undergrad, we had to rotate shifts, so I could work a night shift. Like, I could work Sunday night shift, get off Monday morning, and be scheduled for a Tuesday day shift. So I would have to go home, sleep from like mm, 8, try to wake up at 11. So that way, I wouldn't sleep my whole day away because I have to get to bed tonight to be able to wake up to be at the hospital at 7 a.m. on Tuesday. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't even have rotating shifts. So you have to understand that you are the priority. You have to be able to prioritize. My relationship with God comes before my marriage. That's where I get the juice, the source, the peace, the power, the strength, the love, the discernment, the wisdom to be able to navigate that relationship. The relationship with my husband comes before them kids. Come okay. um, I don't know who needs to hear that, but
0: bro, before them kids. This conversation—what in the world? I just can imagine sitting in a room full of professional women having this conversation. They like, oh my gosh, yes, we can... so much breakthrough.
1: Yeah, be a lot of breakthrough. You can, you we sacrifice things, and we're not Jesus. Huh, the sac—the price has been paid. Then a paper. Why Ooh. are you? Why are you still trying to run your card? Dinner is paid for. Fillet mignon. You hear me? Like (laughs) it's paid for. (laughs) And we just have to be able to navigate it properly. And I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm saying that it's worth it. And you can have it all. So I get up, I exercise, I work. I've had to limit. Okay, Charlotte, we're doing three things today. Right? Because we want we want everything right now. But it's not, it's the the name of the game is sustainability. When I asked God about my word for this year and he told me it was to flourish, he told me that you need to remember that this is a, a marathon and not a sprint. Cause my little chunky behind me trying to be trying to sprint. <laughs> and I got asthma. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I love <laughs> we out here trying to sprint in the spirit you got spiritual asthma i need you now now you can't breathe now you're overwhelmed and all the things mm. and so you know there are a lot of caveats to this but understanding that i would rather let me tell you what i'll never do again i would i won't ever not work a job where i don't have flexibility mm. Monday through Friday, eight to five. I would come home. Remember, I told you I was traveling, so I would come home at six o'clock. I'm tired, and I don't have anything to give my husband, because, child, the job stressed me out. These kids stressed me out. I was working, you know, working in a community health clinic where you see lower income people. They have different needs, different situations. Like, I had a kid came to me. Um, and they were a, uh, they were like a Latina family, and they had just moved here, and they didn't have any paperwork. And um, he was having seizures. And had been having them, mm-hmm. eighteen, and had been having them. We had a language barrier because yo, no habla español but it's, um, it's a CSE. I don't have a lot. Okay, I know enough. Yeah, You can have a general look. I, I understand like, what you said, but I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's a little shaky, shaky. You know, I can, I can tell you I can do the assessment, but when we're talking about something where you are having seizures and you don't have any insurance or nothing. So here I am with a schedule packed full of people. This is what would make me mad about this clinic. Y'all, these people need more time, not less time, but y'all so worried about the dollar. How do I give quality care like this? So it's
0: frustrating. It, oh it, it, my it, gosh.
1: it tugs at your core beliefs. It
0: tugs at everything. Oh girl, about you it was the, because perfectionist, good. perfectionist Charlotte was like, "This ain't gonna work." No, me. not even
1: just that. But like, <laughs> I need. I have a translator on the phone, mm-hmm. and you're not. Let me tell you something. That every person that walks into my office is mine. They're gods, these are his kids, but they're mine. So you'll hear me say a lot, oh, that's my baby. I don't care if I saw you one time, that's my boo. So this 18 year old kid, I have a sister, she's 21 and she's um, on the autism spectrum. So, you know, she's not neurotypical and that's my baby. Mm -hmm. So I see this 18 year old kid who is having seizures. Sometimes they last 15, 20 minutes. Do you know what can happen to your brain? We're lucky that you are breathing, walking and talking to me. And this has been going on for months. And because they don't have papers and because they don't have insurance, they were afraid to come and get care. So I was grateful that the clinic that I worked for, we don't turn anybody away, but I need time to be able to call. So I i did it anyway, I did it anyway, but here's where the perfectionist in me had to die. The other people on my schedule, y'all gonna have to wait. I'm sorry, if you wanna reschedule, I get it, but I cannot let this boy leave. Mm-hmm my office and have his last seizure so before he left i had to stop what i was doing full schedule and all have my have my medical assistant team call the patients if they're not here already let the front desk know hey i'm running behind you tell people now, I don't know how long it's gonna be. If they're willing to wait, I will see them. If they can't, I understand, you can reschedule, but this baby cannot leave my office. And I know he's 18, but he's a baby. This baby is not leaving my office like this. So I was able to call, call the local hospital. Now you are playing phone tag back and forth, trying to get a specialist on the phone. I mean, he was at that office for four hours. <laughs> By the time he left me, I had another doctor, a neurologist, cause he needs neurology. I'm primary care, I'm, I'm general pediatrics. So I worked with the neurologist. He was like, I will see them. I do like, I don't care about insurance. He's like, I don't care about this place. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I was so grateful. And that was God's favor because some, some of these physicians do not care. Oh, you can't run me my check. You don't have insurance. I won't see you. He was like, Hey, I don't know if you ever heard of Bernie Sanders, but I believe everybody should have equal access to health care." I said, my people, my God today. What are you
0: talking about? Yes. My God today. <laughs> yes. I, God. Oh, goodness. Yes. And- Thank God
1: for favor. Yes, so we were able to get him what he needed. It was so inconvenient. Oh my gosh, the rest of my day was trash. <laughs> I was so grateful because not only that, but now I need to, I his mom wasn't there. His sister brought him back. So I had the sister call the mom so I could translate and emphasize to her, this baby cannot drive He nothing. Don't have him doing nothing. You call 911 if he has a seizure over 10-minute seizures, and no, I said, did they call it, uh, 911? No, they were too afraid that they were going to get deported. There's girl, a <laughs> girl, like I, I'm telling you, I know God is going to prepare is preparing me to go back into healthcare in a major way. Like I'm doing this stuff now, but there's so much stuff that I'm just like, this doesn't make any sense. This mm. doesn't make any sense. This shouldn't be like this guy. It shouldn't be this hard for me to get this young man help. He's a child. I don't, I don't, he's a child. He's, he's a kid. And I don't care about none of the, they shouldn't, look, he's a child. Don't, none of us belong here. Okay. Ask the Native Americans. They was here first. No, let's talk about, <laughs> if you want to talk about truth, let's talk about truth. Everybody here, and, and. Honestly, this earth do not belong to us. We get so possessive over stuff that ain't even ours. What?
0: Yeah. Especially land.
1: I'm like,
0: this girl, land ain't
1: y'all No, wait, I can be a steward. Them kids that you worship in, that you you doing everything, and, and you're not, those aren't your babies. Those are God's kids. You're going to get them up in about 18 years, and they're going to start doing whatever they want to do. So you're supposed to train that child up. You're supposed to prepare them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we want to become God to them, or even people, I've seen people to so where they're worshiping their kids.
0: Mm-hmm. Girl,
1: what you what you mean? That's why your husband got to come first. Cause them kids gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> and then you going to be yeah. by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, they need that representation. Yes. Yeah. so when you talk about, you know, dealing with difficult careers and situations, girl, the Lord is the only way. And we do get to a place where we don't you feel like you got it. Just know that you don't. <laughs> it's when gonna take a lot of pressure me? off of you. A lot of us are so anxious, so worked up, so pressed. It's gonna take a lot of pressure off of you. It really you is. You know that all you have to do is show up, get your assignment from God. Like, hey God. Hey, what's up? What are we doing today? God, what are we doing today? Kids. How are we serving people today My last week i had this kid and i was having a horrible day i also used to run a newborn clinic so that means i would get calls all throughout the night and then have to get up and show up and go to clinic and they had changed the charting system and so now it was taking a lot longer um the hospital that we would our office would switch with the hospital john hopkins they would have a team to come around in, in the newborn nursery because you could show up and there could be thirty babies. Ooh. You think you think the clinic that we worked at? No, it was just me, or it was just you know one of the other two nurse practitioners. Only the nurse practitioners did it. It felt really shady. There's a classism even amongst doctors and nurse practitioners that like you know they think that we're less than. No, baby girl, I could have went to medical school. I didn't want to. Right, I am a nurse, and I'm proud to be a nurse. Um, so, hey, girl. Ooh. It was. I'm like this. God, people just really be thinking they better. Um, but one of my, I had, had a horrible day in nursery. Got to this clinic. It was busy, and I saw this baby, and something was off. He had had low iron. And mom was giving him the iron allegedly, because I don't know these people. Because sometimes they'll say they're doing stuff and they're not. But you don't want to offend them because you can't ruin this. But so I'm, I'm just having to take her, her word, and he was a little mixed baby, but he looked like a light bulb. He was so jaundice. I said, okay, mom, you're gonna have to take him back to the ER. I'm gonna send you, I gave her referrals to go see the the GI doctor, because it's liver, definitely. And I sent her to go see um, the hematologist, like hematology, oncology. Mm -hmm. Because if you're giving him this iron and I took, my medical assistant said she went to go prick his finger so we could recheck his iron. And all she got was like, it was like clear fluid. It was like it was, there was no, I said, oh no, 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 meow. The number was so low, it was, it was dangerous. And I could have been so in my feelings and been like, you know, this here, make sure you're giving this, let me increase the dose and come back. No, this is God's baby. And so when I go into every room, I'm like, God, tell me what I need to know. There's so many times where there's something more to the story that my training, we're people, right? Like we're right. not, not making cake. So the ingredients aren't always the same. There's genetics, so mm. many things involved. And so that's why I would say, that's why we call it medical practice. This, these are the guidelines. This is what should work. But there's always those rare cases, those rarities where things are not what they appear to be. So this kiddo, I told the mom, I was like, you have to take him to the ER. So I had to stop. Of course, you come in in the afternoon. You have a, a packed schedule. What after you just saw five babies in the nursery, and the nursery's still calling you because you're on call in clinic. <laughs> right, so, um, I'm, I had to stop what I was doing, do all the paperwork. I called the ER, told them, and it was, uh, I had already left, and one of my colleagues, hit me up. and was like, hey, like this kid had some rare like gastrointestinal disease. That yes, girl. Oh my goodness! I said, "Oh,
0: wow!" I just, I just love how you was as a nurse, as a professional in the medical field. You consult God each and every time. It's it's Uh,
1: the the iPhone to the Apple Store because he made it. You the manufacturer. What's wrong with these kids? Yep, right. (laughs) You were the manufacturer. And it's
0: so important and, and, and this is for anybody in their profession career coaching no one-on-one consult god in anything that you got going on in your career journey first, first the word says seek ye
1: first and then we don't like the contingencies we right. want the promises, and don't want we don't want to uh we don't want to deal with the principles it says and then that means it's mm-hmm. contingent salvation is free the love of god is free the mm-hmm. blessings have a cost jesus said pick up your cross Come you want you want to ride this ride you gotta be yay tall because you gotta pick up this you gotta pick up this cross <laughs> <That's right. laughs> the it's Come the, the and the then the bible says study this book of instruction continually only then will you be successful and prosper in all that you do it's the only then that y'all want to skip over that <laughs> if you're not if you don't feel like you're you're succeeding then you're skipping a step we want the promise i'm the head and not the tail above and not beneath you do know that that is that is the that is the blessing of obedience if you keep reading a little further down in Deuteronomy 28. huh the that curse because is- them scriptures there's only about 15 set of scriptures about the it list. is it's <laughs> long it's long this is the the list i said oh god this is exhausting
0: is. Oh, that's dude. why
1: i just choose to be obedient and it's <laughs> I mean, bro, it's happened to me so many times like And it's always going to be something that's not convenient, right? Mm -hmm. I was on working on telehealth for the morning and then had to come into clinic for the afternoon, which I was just like, why? (laughs) Like my schedule used to be crazy, y'all. And saw this little boy on telehealth. He had a high fever. So what we've been doing is sending them to the, you know, to get swabbed first, not just for COVID, but I'm going to, I saw him for the flu. People act like we're so COVID conscious that we forget like the flu is here and it's been killing people, killing people strong since 1908. <laughs> <laughs> bad, right? look. But we did all the swabs and everything came back negative. And, I'm mm. like, um, and it was a Friday. I don't play about Fridays because we closed. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, well, mom, look, his fever has been this high. I'll be at this clinic location, and that used to also bother me, because I had patients who only wanted to see me. People would drive an hour to come see me, Ooh. they would follow me, my patients would follow me. That's
0: my high volumes
1: about you. Girl, like, my patients would follow me, so I'm like, hey, I'm going to be at this clinic, I'm going I'm to squeeze you in, it, you know, again, not convenient, saw this baby, he looked fine, he just had a fever. and like his ears, like every, I listened to his lungs, he sounded great. Like, I'm just like, man, Holy Spirit was like send him to the hospital. I said, okay. So when, when I saw him in clinic, um, I talked to mom, she's like, oh, he only had fever for like two or three days. When I saw, when he came into the, when he came into clinic, I was like, let's go over this again. She was like, no, actually it was, it was actually Monday. And that, that's we're, we're five days with fever, girl. No, absolutely. But mom? <laughs> CNA in nursing school. She's just she like you know she, she's like I'm sorry my days are mixed up. I was like that's a completely different like girl. You gotta keep checking these days. But she's like I'm sorry like you know she's like I'm I'm in school I'm in nursing school and that you know I'm a CNA so you know immediately I was like you or me I I can I live that life. Mm-hmm. So. I get it. You dropped the baby off at his grandma's house. You don't know what day it is. I don't either. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, mom, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to send you to the ER. I know today is your off day, but let me tell you, I said, here's a nursing school lesson. Babies break. And when they break, they break fast. I do not feel comfortable sending you home and then having you, like we had a, a Saturday office, like office hours or whatever, but I was like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I need you to go so we can get, I want to get chest x-rays and like, I just want to make sure I said the worst case scenario. And this is why a lot of doctors fall short and they don't want to rely on God because they think they are God. Medical Mm -hmm. professionals. I don't care if the ER thinks I'm crazy. I don't care. Are they safe? If the answer is yes, shut up and send me my films. (laughs) So I said, said, worst case scenario, they're going to tell you that your nurse practitioner crazy and I'll take that to know that your baby is healthy. Do you know? When I came into work on Monday, that baby had coded in the hospital. What, Crystal? I literally even think about it now. I'm like, I just got chills. I need no more. Is the baby, baby is okay? Coded, he's alive. Okay. The baby was in the hospital for the next thirty days. Here's well, what happened. <laughs> he ended up, he had a cold and the cold virus caused him to develop necrotizing pneumonia. But when I sent him on Friday, the hospital didn't even, like, the hospital was like, we'll just keep him because it's been five days of fever. Five days of fever to us, it's like Kawasaki, he's like, we're, we're just going to rule, we're just going to do cultures and have you spend the weekend. That was their plan when I went in and read the note. He looked fine to them too and sounded fine to them too. They were just like, we're just going to keep him. So I called mom when I get to clinic, I look him up because he had been heavy on my heart all weekend. And I saw that he had coded. Oh my God, Crystal. Ah. Crystal. Mm. The blood of Jesus. I when oh. I tell you I prayed for that baby, I called um my mentor, my I call her my spiritual mommy, Miss Tanya. I was like, mm-hmm. pray for this baby. I was in tears. And the mom was like, she said, it he broke Sunday night. Mm. She said. Dr. Walker, thank you so much for not sitting this home. She was like, it just, she said all of a sudden, like Sunday night, he just was having a harder time breathing. Then they couldn't get the tube in to intubate him. So that was a whole fiasco. And his baby was sedated and in the ICU for 30 days after he saw me. At one point they were talking about taking apart his lung because it was like black and all that. And I was like, the blood of Jesus. He finally got out of the hospital. They ended up not having to do that. They are seeing genetics, seeing the genetics team because a regular cold virus should not cause this to happen, but right. it did. And had I been, like, what well, all the, because there's nothing, nothing would have been wrong with me medically. Like, all the tests were negative. I was bringing them back the next day. Like, we do, we do all the things, but my spirit was like, no, ma'am. Mm-hmm. No, send them, and I did, and that that I, when you again, because of the the field that I work in, I know we are just we are just stewards here. These are God's babies. Mm -hmm. He made them. He can give me more insight than what I can get through my stethoscope and all my nursing knowledge. That baby looked fine. He just had a fever and was clingy at the most. He was just mad. I looked at his ears. He told me he wasn't my friend. I wasn't his friend. And I was like, oh, no, (laughs) (laughs) I'm very much sorry. (laughs) (laughs) one. His birthday was my anniversary, my wedding anniversary. And I never had seen them before. (laughs) So there's that. And they were discouraging us from seeing people on Telehealth and then bringing them into the clinic the same day. Well, thank insurance. God that you did. Yes, because insurance won't reimburse for the telehealth visit, they'll only pick one visit to reimburse for. So, I was I was already kind of breaking the rules when I was like, Bring them in because I don't care about those all stupid rules. Mm-mm. <laughs> Baby, because that's You'll what, save what that
0: baby's life. life,
1: God did. Because well, so- God I like, did, I like, I don't know. you, I don't know what's his ears look, I was like, maybe it's an ear infection. Let me get us antibiotics. Blah, blah. He was fine. Lung sounds great. Everything looked good. So now I'm like, is this something I missed? I look at the ear notes. No. They were just like, he looks, you know, he's stable. He looks good. Fever is responsive to the medication. We're going to watch him do do a septic workup. And he'll sit here over the weekend and wait, make sure his blood cultures come back um, clean. And then Sunday night, when I called his mom on Monday morning, she was like, I... She's like, you. I'm so glad you did not send us home. And I was just like, this, yo God, God, this is wild. 30 days, 30 days, he spent in the house 30 days. Oh and so you can't, because of the nature of what I do, I can't afford to n- seek God after the fact.